Hi. <laughs> okay. So, um, to briefly introduce myself, I am from outside of Boston. I don't know if any of you are from Boston, but um, um, yeah, I grew up in the historic town of Lexington, and I finished my first year at Princeton University. Um, I'm actually taking a year off right now, um, and I am a visiting student at Korea University. So, thank you. Uh, yes. <laughs> okay. So, uh, so many things I want to share, but I only have five minutes. So, I'm going to start with the end of my high school years. <laughs> Seven. Okay. So, <laughs> so, before going off to Princeton, I thought I had it all. Um, I thought I had it all. I thought I had life all figured out. Um, you know, I had secured my spot in the road to success, right, in achieving the American dream, right? I got into the Ivy League, whatever. Um, but not only that, uh, I had already, at a young age, I felt like, you know, I had so many amazing relationships in my life, and I had also a lot of great experiences under my belt. And so... Yeah, so I was really content with where I was. And to top it all off, I was Christian, right? <laughs> you know, a lot, of, a lot of people in the Ivy League's like, I look down on them because, oh, they're all living for, you know, money or success or fame. But guess what? I'm living for God. I'm living for Jesus, right? That's what I thought. <laughs> and, then, and then I got to Princeton. Um, and it didn't take long for me to realize that I was actually living for myself. And I was using God as an excuse, right? Um, yeah, it was a huge blow. <laughs> and so all the things that really truly gave me my sense of worth and identity, um, such as respect and admiration by others. You know, I love when people said, oh, Erin Kim, she has her life all together. You know, she's so well put together. I loved hearing that. Um, and But all these things started to get stripped away. Uh, and that's when I realized, you know, all the ugly like the deep stuff in my heart, you know, I realized how prideful and self-righteous and also fake humble, you know, I, I thought I was really humble, but it was all fake, you know, um, <laughs> by being humble, I was actually saying, yeah, I'm really good, <laughs> you know, I'm really awesome, um, and so my freshman year was marked by insecurity, fear, and a lot of unhappiness, you know, just darkness, um, and I hit rock bottom during the finals, finals week of second semester, and I just couldn't see the point in living anymore. You know, I was so unhappy. I didn't know how to get out of it. Um, and that's when I first really realized, wow, I need Jesus. You know, like Jesus isn't someone I'm choosing um, to, you know, I'm not choosing Jesus and like trying to fit him into my life to make my life meaningful. But, like this is when I realized, wow, I, I can't live without Jesus, period. You know, like there's a reason why he died on the cross for me. Um, and that's, and that moment, I just remember crying out in desperation, God, I can't, I can't do this on my own anymore. You know, I thought, I thought I could, but I can't. Um, so please, please need me. Yeah. And I, that's when I really surrendered myself for the first time. Um, and soon after that, God just started revealing himself like crazy, you know, um, you know, I realized that I knew a lot about God, right? Because I grew up in the church. I, I heard so many sermons. You know, I knew all the Bible stories. You know, I went to a lot of retreats, whatever. But it's not the same as knowing him, right? You can know um, about someone. You can talk about that person all your life. You can learn about that person. But if you don't meet that person, you don't know them, right? And that's what I realized um, about God. And 
as I started to hunger um, to know him, last summer he just res- uh, responded like crazy, um, you know, from QTs, just, you know, mundane things, I guess, little things and little ways uh, from Christian books to conversations with brothers and sisters as well as non-Christian friends, you know, just God, man, fresh revelation, um, Every single day, actually. And he met me even more powerfully and intimately during my mission trip to China. And that's where I really tasted how good uh, God is, you know, how good he is. And that he's not just an abstract idea, a concept. I treated him like a concept, but, man, he showed me that he was living, you know, that he is king of the universe. And crazy. <laughs> and so when it was time for me to go back to Princeton for my second year, I was on fire. I was like, okay, God, I'm ready. I'm ready to go back. I'm ready to go to places for you. I'm ready to, like, do great things, um, to lift your name on high, whatever, all these things. But um, the moment I stepped foot on campus, the same old insecurities, uh, the sins, they started creeping back, my idols. Uh, And I was like, wait, what the heck? Wait, hold on a minute. (laughs) Hold on. God, I thought... I wanted you more than ever. I thought I was over these things. Why am I starting to desire, you know, uh, acceptance and appreciation, all these things? That was a huge blow. It really shook me up. Um, And it only took me two weeks to go back to the exact same place I was freshman year. Um, And this time I felt even harder, right, because I had been at this spiritual high, quote-unquote, which isn't really a spiritual high, I guess. But, um, yeah, and that just led to endless self-deprecation. I hated myself, you know? Aaron Kim, how could you desire these things when you saw and tasted how good he was, right? Um, and so there's so much confusion in my mind and heart, and I couldn't tell which thoughts were from God and which thoughts were from me and which thoughts were from the enemy. And so I just started isolating myself, you know? And then, uh, I just couldn't get, I couldn't function anymore. Like, I couldn't get myself to go to class. I didn't want to talk to anyone. And so that led me to taking a year off, right? Because I just couldn't, I guess, I don't know, live as a student at Princeton. And so I came home, and he led me here to Korea, um, and specifically to Emmaus in New Philly. And it's, it's not a coincidence. Um, there's actually a crazy story behind it, but I'm not going to share that. Um, so I, d- I didn't know what to expect this semester. Um, people would ask me, so Aaron, like, what are you expecting during your time off? And I said, I don't know. But one thing I'm sure of, that I'm going to find my true identity as God's child. I don't know why I said that. <laughs> I guess that's faith, right? I don't know what made me say that. but I, And that's exactly, um, that's what's happening this semester, right now at this moment as well. Um, and... One of the numerous truths that has been setting me free is that, you know, God's primary concern um, is not about my function, right? It's about loving me. This is what Pastor Mila um, preached about, or she said at the retreat. And, um, yeah, so I've been so fixated on, okay, God, like, what do you want me to do with my life? Who do you want me to reach out to? Like, show me all the broken people so I can go um, heal them and do your work, whatever. Um, But I was trying to do all these things without knowing who I was, right, a son of God. Um, so claiming that quote-unquote simple truth alone has broken off lies such as, you know, you're never going to love God more than your idols. You're too prideful to be broken and be used by God. You're going to struggle with the same things over and over again. When you go back to Princeton, there is no end. You know, the Christian life is a never-ending cycle of spiritual high and low. Like, all these lies, you know, I was under bondage, but, um, man, I've been 
setting free. Like, God has been setting me free from those things. Um, so, yeah, I'm finally stepping into my true identity, the only identity that matters that can never be stripped away. You know, wherever I go, wherever, whenever, um, yeah, wherever I am in life. And so, yeah, this identity is the identity I've been looking for all my life. Um, and so, yeah, before I do or say anything, he loves me and his favor is upon me because I am his child, right? Same with all of you. Um, yeah, there's so many other truths, but that alone has been setting me free. Freedom.